If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 154 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. And this episode is sponsored by Callahan Andreas. Thank you, Callahan. Thank Thank you, Callahan. Today, we will be discussing the first half of Chapter 20 of Harry Potter in the Order of the Phoenix, Hagrid's Tale, otherwise known as Sasa's main man, Hagrid's <laughs> Tale. So make mm. sure that you have read the chapter and you are ready to Romsky faint your way through the details. Whoa. Before we begin, let's go to Florida <laughs> to Megan with the Weekly Prophet News. Oh, hey, guys. It's Megan from Florida. <laughs> um, so, so I don't know if anybody has heard yet, but it has been announced that the Potter movies are leaving HBO Max. Which, are you like, serious? Yeah. Dude. I've been watching them on there for like the past three days. Yeah. I And like, I feel like they haven't been on there for that long. No. They, okay. So they went off of what were they on Netflix? No, they were never no, on Netflix. Were they on Hulu? No. What are no. we thinking of? They were on HBO regular. But then they yeah. went somewhere else, and then they went somewhere else. They were on else, Sci-Fi. And then they went somewhere else. Like, like TV, like regular TV TV. So like they're, oh, they're probably it. going to Peacock. Yeah. Wasn't yeah, that I don't know. Probably, because it's in Universal Company. It says, uh, um... A source familiar with the status of the Harry Potter films on HBO Max told Variety, that's the article that I'm reading, that the removal of the movies from streaming service stems from standard licensing terms that are unrelated to the controversy surrounding J.K. Rowling. At the same time, HBO Max in August also will be adding films including the slate of DC's Batman movies. 
So I um, guess they're they're expiring on August 25th. That's how long they're going to be on there for. So where are they when going? Did, when were they, like, what date did they, they go on there? They went on deal? three months ago. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. And there's no word about where they're going to show up again. They're going to be on Peacock for sure. I mean, that makes the most sense. What? When is okay. that? When is that happening? That launched, wow. didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that wow. launched. What the it's heck free, is that? But you, there's like, you have to pay for it. You're going to have to pay that. for Potter. I guarantee it. Oh, for sure. I mean, they don't give anything away for free. Except for, you know, reading Well, I wonder if it's going to be like, it's going to be pandemic. free, but you had to do it with commercials. You know what I mean? Like, because there's a free part of that app. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Downton Abbey's on Peacock? Ugh. That's exciting. How much is it? How much is Peacock? No, Peacock. No, is... like the one that you have to pay for. Five. Five dollars a month. Four ninety nine. Seriously? Mm-hmm. That's cheap. Yeah, That's maybe they'll cheap. move there. Hmm. Who knows? Yeah, we should but see. like how many how many streaming services is appropriate for one to have? <laughs> right. Uh, I honestly think it's getting like ridiculous. It's, like, out it's out of so control to have all of these like things. I just wish people would just. Uh, I. It's. It's not how business works. But what you know. Well, like everyone like started switching because like they were like, oh, it's cheaper just to get like all these other things instead of cable. Well, now like, is it cheaper to have like if you want to watch something, it's like on Netflix or it's just on Hulu or it's just on Disney Plus or it's just now on Peacock or it's just on Hulu Max. Like it's just or like Hulu YouTube Hulu Red. Max is a thing. Not Hulu Max, <laughs> no HBO you know. Max. Oh, well, <laughs> like so many of them are like Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's definitely well, Prime for me at least. You know, I have it for ordering things. You know, I, watching stuff on it is not my number one. So that's kind of like a bonus for me personally. For me, I don't think I watch anything on Prime. Um, there's a few shows that I've watched on there that I really like, like The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. If you've never seen it, it's I saw half an episode. Hilarious. While I was Very doing dishes, because um, we have the Echo Show, so we can watch Prime stuff on there yeah. pretty easily. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of all these things. It's just dumb, it's just a lot. Opinion. Yeah, you know? I basically only watch Netflix and Disney Plus. If I'm being honest, no, I, I do a lot of HBO Max now. Sesame Street's on there. Mm, I don't down. have HBO Max. That's too much for me. <laughs> too many. <laughs> um, That's all I yeah. got, though. All right. So, bye, Harry Potter on HBO yeah. Max in we're gonna, August. We're going to pop up next. Who knows? We're going to yeah. apparate, too. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go, actually go to Scotland to watch the Harry Potter movies streaming. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Katie. I don't know where to look today because everybody's everywhere. I'm gonna look into my camera. Okay, I'll look into mine. No. Okay. What what, what do I do? <laughs> How do you want me to do this today? However, you feel like delivering <laughs> it. Any way to do this, or is it? You know, what what do you guys call him? Barty Barty Potter. Yeah, 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 Barty Potter. Oh, yeah, it's a recap, man. <laughs> oh god, it's just never gonna get old. Okay, so after a fight broke out on the Quidditch field, here comes Umbridge thinking she can ban Harry, Fred, and George from Quidditch for life. I don't think so. 
Anyway, Ron wants to quit because he feels so awful, and Harry isn't having it. They get into a little tiff. Not Tiffany, uh. just a tiff. But it's cut short because guess what? Hagrid's back! Back again. Hagrid's Huzzah. back. Tell your friends. <laughs> so, obviously, the trio cannot wait to see Hagrid. Because, like, I also wouldn't wait. <laughs> so they gather their things together, and they sneak out of the building under the invisibility cloak. And I do find it funny that it's mentioned that Ron now has to, like, shrink down because he's so tall. <laughs> um, and so they get then greet a banged-up Hagrid at his hut. They knock, knock, knock on the door. Um, and then they're able to... I don't know if I said wiggle. That's not right. They are able to, like get information out of him about where he has been this summer. Wiggle out um, information. Because A, they aren't dumb and basically like we guessed it and then he didn't, he was like, well, how, like who told you? And he's like, no, we figured it out on ourselves. Yeah. And then someone mentioned something about Harry's summer and then Hagrid's like, what? So anyways, Harry's like, I'll tell you if you tell me Hagrid. So then Hagrid tells them his tales. Uh, and then it turns out he had a giant adventure with Madame Maxime this past summer. Um, and just literally, I think he like walked in the door, turned the lights on, put his little cloak down, and the trio was at his door. Been home three seconds. Should have known. Seriously. He wouldn't want it any other way. No. I agree. Not at all. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> take a sip. Harry sprints <laughs> up the steps to the boys' dorm to get his invisibility cloak and the Marauder's Map from his trunk, and everyone knows that a good sneak down to Hagrid's hut mm -hmm. requires these items. Accurate. Can't, you can't do without them. So Harry gets these things so quickly, and Ron's ready. They're ready in five minutes. They're ready a whole five minutes, excuse me, before Hermione even comes down from the girls' dorms. And so they're waiting for her, and she comes down. She's wearing a scarf, gloves, um, one of her knitted hats. And Ron, I love this, he clicks his tongue impatiently at her. And I said, we have a flash forward into their marriage. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, well, it's cold out there, she said defensively. And I said, yes, it is. Take your time. You look fabulous. Hermione always looks fabulous. All right, are you ready for a good sneak? We haven't we haven't stuck around in a while. Do it. It has so been a minute. I feel like the last like big sneak that I remember is whenever uh, Harry took the Harry took the egg to the prefix bathroom. <laughs> Long time ago. Creeping through the portrait hole isn't as easy as it was in their first year. They have to cover themselves quickly with the cloak and I said yeah cloak is capitalized when when Joe writes it like that just so you know Ron has grown so much that he actually has to crouch down to prevent his feet from showing and they have to move slowly because you know you don't need people's feet showing and just their feet showing that would be probably cause for concern even in a castle full of magic so they're pausing, they're checking the map for Filch and Mrs. Norris. You know, she could be hanging out on some torch brackets. We don't know what's going on. I don't know what she does in her spare time. Clearly Megan wasn't listening. Hmm? <laughs> Katie was just coming back in the room and I missed it. 
I'm sorry. I said they were checking the map for Miss for Filch and Mrs. Norris because she could be hanging out on any kind of torch brackets. You never know what she's up to. <sighs> Tying herself up there. <laughs> but they were lucky tonight. I we nearly had the stick was floating around. Go so my mom helped me put together the Phoenix Plus boxes for this mm-hmm. past time. And she agreed with me that Mrs. Norris could have tied herself up there. She's like, I think that that's a good theory. I'm like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll never believe it. <laughs> Same. Um, so like I said, only nearly headless Nick was gliding along, humming to himself the catchy tune of Weasley is our king. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Nick. Ron. Because you know he recognized it when he heard that. Under oh, that yeah. So finally, they crept across the entrance hall to the silent, snowy grounds. And Harry looks out, and he sees that the lights in Hagrid's cabin are on, and they're glowing golden in color, and there's smoke curling from the chimney. And his heart gives a leap. He knows Hagrid's back. And this is like a really nice moment because... He's so happy. Like his guy is back. That's his that's his buddy. He's had such a difficult year so far. And it's any- just gonna get worse, buddy. Yes. Aww. But anything that gives him some happiness, I'm like, yes, okay. So Hagrid's gonna make him feel better, even if he's in the current state that he is in. So the trio crunches through the snow quickly as they can. They knock on the door three times. How magical. And Fang starts barking like a Fozzie bear. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's, That's a good crazy. analogy. Gosh, he is so... He's so loud. <laughs> um, so, who was taking care of Fang this whole time? Did we have this conversation? We began to. Yeah, I don't think he went with him. I wouldn't expect him to. That's really long and dangerous. So. Yeah. Who was taking care of him? Do you think Madam like Sprout might maybe? Ooh, that's I a good idea. Like that. Do you think it's it could be like, Rubbly Plank? He since would, she was or, already yeah. teaching for him. Maybe. Yeah, well, like, he left right after. So like, was Grubbly Plank watching him the whole summer? Guys, clearly it was Aragog. <laughs> I think he would have eaten him. Were. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the Sprout idea. I could see her watching over or a Flitwick. Just where does Flitwick go in the summers and all that? Flitwick's jazz? got nothing going on. Let's be real. Oh, oh my gosh! gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that shade. You know, that McGonagall's shade. not watching him. I don't know if that's true. She's a cat what? person. Yeah, she would be like, forget this dog. No, I feel like she would be too busy with the order. It'd have to be yeah. someone who's not like super busy. What about Madame Pomfrey? Mm. What's she doing? Maybe it's Pence. Uh, I don't oh, know if boy. she would do it. Pomfrey? <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> no. She, you want to hear something she's funny? She's probably in there sniffing books. So I had to take that test today. And part of it is like reading comprehension. And the one <laughs> the one thing I had to read was about the, this person wrote it. And they were talking about how like people, when when someone says they're getting a pet, what do you you think they're going to get a cat or a dog usually? And basically the entire thing was about how cats are better pets than dogs. And they're like saying all these things. And I was like, I'd still want a dog. Oh my God. It's like a cat will 
lick you to clean you because that's what it does to themselves. A dog's just going to lick you to lick you. And I was like, yeah, but a dog's a dog. Not to say I'm not like, I don't not like cats, but I'm very much a dog person. It just made me think of that. Cats are just and then they were like, they're going to bring you. Oh, get off. They're going to bring serious. you um, like, a, like a, a dead whatever because it wants to make sure like you're going to be fed. Where like you throw something away and the dog is going to bring it back to you, but like you didn't want it. You threw it away for, on a purpose. And I'm like, no, you usually do that when you're playing fetch with the dog, where you throw it and you do expect them to bring. Sounds it like back. a persuasive piece. Yeah, it was, it was an inter- interesting read. Cats oh my just goodness. have reasons for everything they do. That's why they're the best. Evil. No, I'm just kidding. No, never have a cat. Cats, cats, cats are okay. What? Oh, just wait until you actually hang out with Iggy more. I'll change your mind. Yeah. I haven't had a whole lot of great experiences with cats. I think my grandma's cat, his name was Sinbad, <laughs> scratched the living heck out of me. I have too Legitimately, many people. Like, I'm so I'm not going to force them to be around cats. I also just don't want one. Iggy <laughs> makes everybody like cats a lot more than they did before they met him. It's not true. like cats. I just don't want one. Yeah. Like Katie says, she likes dogs. She doesn't want one. I get it. Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. Katie, like, yes. I get it. <laughs> Cats are the best. Back to Potter. Yep. Quote, Hagrid, it's us, Harry called through the keyhole. Should have known, said a gruff <laughs> voice. They beamed at one another under the cloak. I love that little moment. It's like a throwback moment to, like, simpler times in their lives. Mm-hmm. They could tell that Hagrid's voice was pleased. Been home three seconds. Out of the way, Fang. Out of the way, you dozy dog. (laughs) Door opens and Hermione screams. Not the greeting that Hagrid was probably expecting. Friends, he is not thriving at this moment. (laughs) Poor Hagrid. I feel bad. I, I feel really bad. Merlin's beard, keep it down, said Hagrid hastily, staring wildly over their heads. Under that cloak, are you? Well, get in, get in. I'm sorry, Hermione gasped as the three of them squeezed past Hagrid into the house and pulled the cloak off themselves so he could see them. I just... Oh, Hagrid. So immediately, he does what Hagrid does. He says, it's nothing. Right? Of course. He shuts the door, closes the curtains... (laughs) But Hermione is still fixed on him in horror. Horror is the word that is used. Horror! The horror! The horror! Can Florence it's say that? It's a hard word to say, horror. 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 The girl watch that your sister watches oh, as well, yes. like, she'll sometimes say it, and she's like, horror. 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 <laughs> it sounds a lot better in a British accent. Does, well, I want to hear Florence say it. Florence say horror. Say this uh, cup of coffee is horror. I don't think a cup of coffee has ever been a horror. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds she's like you put the aura. A in- she's got a lovely aura about her horror. <laughs> <laughs> you did not disappoint. All right, let's uh, get a good Haggard descriptor here. His hair is matted with congealed blood. His left eye was like just a puffy slit in the midst of purple and black bruises. There were many cuts on his face and hands. Some of them were still bleeding. 
And he was moving with care, which made Harry think that maybe he had some broken ribs. Ouch. That's a state to be in, my friend. Hagrid, in his defense, he just got back. You know, he didn't have any kind of time to clean himself up, which I'm sure he would have done because he really doesn't want Harry and Ron and Hermione to see him like this, I I would think. I don't think you probably would want anybody to see him like that because then that means people are going to be asking questions. Yeah. Right. Well, like, how would he, like, heal himself? Because he's technically not allowed to do magic. Is he going to go to Pomfrey and be like, fix me, lady? Thanks. Maybe he could, but he doesn't. You know? He doesn't. Um... So, okay, so we know he's just gotten back. He had no time to clean himself up. There's also a cloak that's hanging over the back of a chair and his haversack, which could carry several small children, it says, was leaned against the wall. And I said, what's a haversack? I Aren't have you glad no we- idea. There's actually, like, a wiki thing okay. for it. It's a wiki for everything. It's a small pack. It's a bag with a shoulder strap. Similar to a backpack, it's a single shoulder strap that differentiates this from other backpacks. But this says there are exceptions to this rule. Okay. It's with everything. Right. I before E except after C. In the so, sack. <laughs> it's an adaption from the German, and I'm sorry for anyone in Germany or speaks German or is of German descent. Haffersack? Sorry. Khaki I sack? probably didn't say it right. <laughs> Meaning oh. <laughs> not packy sack um the small cloth bag worn over the shoulder originally referred to the bag of oats carried um as a horse fodder that makes sense to me so it's like it's just like a like a really big tote bag well it's extra big because it's Hagrid's because yeah. it can fit several small children <laughs> oh man so in Australia and elsewhere, sometimes haversack is um, a synonym for rucksack. So, and we know that um, Joe uses that term for Harry, I believe, later in seven, I want to say. Yeah. But they were very um, common during the American Civil War um, because of General Grant's memoirs. We hear about them during those, so... There's a lot. The Marines also use them in both world wars. And there's actually like they have like um, military approved ones. So it was called the M1910 Haversack. So there you go. History. Someone in the chat said something I like I imagine a military bag. So I guess it is. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's in there. And there's actually the picture um, showing a haversack is of uh, a soldier. If you go to that link. Okay. Harry is being Harry, and he is determined to know what happened to Hagrid. And Fang's trying to lick all of their faces still, which is also a Fozzie Bear move. Quality pooch. Oh, I know. He really is. Told you. Nothing, said Hagrid firmly. Want a cuppa? Come off it, said Ron. You're in a right state. I'm telling you, I'm fine, said Hagrid, straightening up and turning to beam at all of them, but wincing. Blimey, it's good to see you three again. Had good summers, did you? Hagrid, have you been attacked, said Ron. For the last time, it's nothing, said Hagrid firmly. Would you say it was nothing if one of us turned up with a pound of mince instead of a face? Ron! 
I mean, he's just trying to be truthful with his friends <laughs> in a very wrong kind of way. You ought to see Madame Pomfrey, Hagrid, said Hermione anxiously. Some of those cuts look nasty. And Hagrid's all like, I'm totally fine. You can calm down now. And so he walks over to the table and he takes out a bloody green tinged steak that is slightly larger than a car tire. Let Ooh. me read that again. It is a green tinged steak that is slightly larger than a car tire. It reminds me of green eggs and ham. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Dude, that's huge. Of ham, you never responded to the picture of ham solo. Because I saw it at three <laughs> o'clock in the morning and went back to sleep. I sent her a picture of somebody dressed up a ham as Han Solo and they called it ham solo. Oh my god. That is what I live for on the internet right there. <laughs> this is the good thing that the internet brings us. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I wanted to know more about dragon meat and for the life of me, nothing really came up aside from like, like can you eat it? This moment. Well, let me tell you about canned dragon meat. All My right. Bad. So from an article on laughingsquid.com, this is by Kimber Streams. Thank you, Kimber, from August 6th, 2013. Robot. <laughs> uh, you can uh, get a nice uh, can of dragon meat it's a uh, delicious pre-cooked dragon meat containing uh several stuffed dragon heads it's not real guys come on dragon meat is currently available to purchase at think geek who also sells canned unicorn meat you're not going to eat that because you will live a half-life a cursed life because i'm sure there's some blood in there canned unicorn meat Oh, I don't know if this is still something that they sell. Obviously, it's a joke product, you guys. Come on, get serious. Uh, from Radiant Farms, apparently they are a dragon farm. And... No, it's still a thing. That's what, um, oh, what you, I said. Oh, you can still get it. Okay. However, uh, seven years later. Oh, well, that's magical, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Go get yourself a, a can of dragon meat and scare your friends. It's kind of like the snakes in a can. Snakes in a can. Mm. Snakes. snakes in a can. Snakes in a can from Whammo. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. All right. So from the Harry Potter wiki, it says when Hagrid returned from his trip to the, to the Giants. Sorry, spoiler alert. With many injuries uh, <laughs> acquired from, you know, his half brother. Also, spoiler. He put a bloody green tinge dragon meat steak, slightly larger than the average car tire on his face as it helped with the stinging it is not known if dragon meat is safe for humans to eat, but it seems fine for canines. Let's go into that. So Ron asks him if he's going to eat it because it looks poisonous, and Hagrid tells him it's supposed to look like that. It's dragon meat, and no, I'm not. I love when Hagrid throws in, like, the subtle, like, shade in here. Right. <laughs> it brings me a little bit of life. Ooh. So he slaps it over his bad eye and some greenish blood trickles out and he was finally at ease with the steak on his face because it helps with the stinging. Is this one of the 12 uses of dragon's blood? Head cannon. Yeah, I think so. So that's my sure. question. What is Discord saying? Are they saying good things? Well, Vinny just asked a really good lightning ball question which we should save, talking about dragon's blood, which we should save for obviously the lightning ball round but oh, i very much oh, like i just saw it okay 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 but um so i was i put something out on twitter the other day so we know for sure that the 12th use of dragon's blood is oven cleaner thank you very much um 
So it just makes me think that um, I wonder if one of the uses is to help heal maybe like, would you call these minor cuts and, and bruises? I would think that it would be minor cuts and bruises from magical beings. Mm. Okay, okay. But um, I think this has got to be one of them. Otherwise, why would he use it? Just because it's cool? I don't know. Also, where did he get it? Yeah. He has his sources. He knows a guy. I don't think he killed it himself, though. Charlie? No. Charlie? Hey, hmm? Charlie, I got hit in the face. I need a dragon steak stat. Send but I wonder if it's like something that, like, not, like, I think he deals a little bit, like, on the black market-ish kind of thing. Obviously, he had gotten the egg, all of those other things. He knows, he knows people that know Hanging people out in Nocturne. Flesh-eating slug repellent. Sure, Haggard. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thoughts to think. So Harry asks again if he's going to tell them what happens to him, and he says, nope, top secret, and then Hermione talks. <laughs> so Hermione is like, um, did the giants beat you up, Hagrid? And Hagrid's, like, grip just slips with the dragon stake. It slips out of his hand, and it slid, I liked this word, squelchily onto his chest, which, like, you can hear it, right? Like, it's just, like, that noise, like, the squelch noise. The horror! The horror! Um, (laughs) So Hagrid is visibly caught off guard by this, and he's like... Who said anything about giants? He wants to know how they found out. Basically, he's doing a pretty bad job of covering that that is, in fact, exactly what he was doing by stumbling over his words being like, what? No, what you talking about, girl? That's classic Hagrid. It is quite, it, it was very reminiscent of, like, Sorcerer's Stone to me, how, like, with, I shouldn't have told you I shouldn't have told you that. Yeah, um, for real. Yeah, but, like, in this instance, they, like, told him like we know what you were doing you know what I mean it wasn't him in the beginning where he was just accidentally spewing stuff yeah, yeah but yeah. but I'm just saying he's doing a poor job of covering up that covering that it. is actually I mean, what's what he's just covering an, what they already know he's an honest dude though that's how I feel like I don't know it's hard for him to like not tell the truth yeah I get that I very it's very hard for me to um, lie when asked a straight question because I'm just going to be honest with you yeah yeah um, so Hermione's just like, well, we guessed. And then Ron's like, well, it's kind of obvious, isn't it? And Harry just nods. So they're like all kind of, I mean, not really like ganging up on him, but being like, come on, we know, like, just tell us, just tell us. Right. Um, so Hagrid's a little bit annoyed, probably because he really has tried so hard for so long to keep this a secret. Like, I imagine it was pretty hard for him to not be able to, like, talk about this with anybody, and he did a really good job of keeping it under wraps, and now all of a sudden these three, it takes two seconds, and all of a sudden everything's unraveling in front of him when it comes to, like, keeping secrets. Um, and he's like, never known kids like you three for knowing more than you oughta, which is so true, which is also reminiscent of the McGee thing that says... Why is, is it, it always, always you three? It is always those three. Um, so Harry grins and is like, so you have been to look for giants? And Hagrid is just kind of like ignoring them. He's making tea. He comes over, sets it down in front of them. And then Hermione presses a little bit more and she asked if he found the giants. And then that's when Hagrid starts talking a little bit and he admits like they're not really that hard to find are they like they're in the mountains 
Um, so I went to the Harry Potter wiki to pull up just what it says about giants in general. So a giant is a very large humanoid magical being which can potentially grow to approximately 25 feet tall and appear to be a very large human. Um, Some may appear as large and hairy as humanoids while others resemble humongous sized people. And some may even have bestial features such as protruding sharp molars. Giants generally live in tribes, although as their numbers dwindle, the tribes have merged into larger groups. A giant tribe is led by the strongest giant known as the Gurg. Giants are not as intelligent as wizards and witches, but definitely more intelligent than trolls, given that they seem to be able to comprehend magic and are actually fond of its use, provided it isn't being used against them, of course. Um, They have their own language, culture, and societal structure. They're capable of learning English and presumably other languages as well, and read. When breeding, they pride themselves on having large babies, and disappointment would arise if the child was smaller than expected. Unfortunately, most giants don't have the patience for long discussions and seem to prefer simplifying matters by killing their audience if the topic they they brought proved too complicated. Because of this, it is imperative that one must have gifts at the ready when trying to appease giants and take one's time, giving the giants the privilege of deciding what to do with what was offered. Mm. And there's quite a bit more, but I figured we're probably going to do... A Felix files on this, so yeah, I'm gonna stop there. However, and I, go ahead. I do want to pull up a point as I was doing a little bit of research for the second half of this chapter with some names, and a lot of times I wonder if people forget that, like, even in the Bible, giants are mentioned. Um, so this website's called answeringgenesis.org. I answered her yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I say that because that's my best friend's name. (laughs) Totally took me a second. I was like, what in the world? Oh, gosh. So just like a little uh, quick (laughs) blip from this. You're out of control. Through Amos, God clearly states that the Amorites were generally very tall and strong. And then it goes later on to say the idea that the Amorites were giants is supported by the report of the spies whom Moses sent through the land of Canaan. So, like, just, like, cool little bits and bobs to connect with. I had no idea. Um, Then also there's another Harry Potter Wikia page for the giant colony, which is like what Hagrid was looking for. So this colony of giants was located in the remote mountainous regions of Northern Europe. In the past, the giants had around a hundred different tribes located around the world. However, by the end of the 20th century, only one colony of giants remained comprised of all the surviving giants and located in a remote mountainous region in Northern Europe, possibly somewhere in the Ural mountains. I don't know where that is. I should look that up. That would be good. 
1995, which is where we are now in the books, the tribe's population numbered around 80, although that number was dwindling due to continued infighting, usually for food, mates, or old grudges remaining between members of previous tribes, but sometimes for even more trivial matters, such as better sleeping places near the fireplace, or simply for no reason other than to satisfy their lust for violence. So the Earl Mountains are in Russia. Um, They're a mountain range that runs approximately from north to south through western Russia from the coast of the Arctic. That's cool. That is cool. That's probably where Hagrid was. That's a long ways away. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um... So whenever well, how Hagrid, far away is that from Scotland? Um, I mean, I guess really it's not that far. You do have to like go through water over water because obviously, like the UK is an island, so you would just have to go like northeast to get to Russia, I believe. I think. My hmm. in my section through like Norway, Finland, like above that, right, would be where Russia is. It took them a month to get there. Mm-hmm. Mm. But Western Russia would be the closest part of Russia to the UK. So, right. Interesting. It was probably just very far north, is my guess. Um. So after Hagrid says that they are in the mountains, Ron asks why Muggles don't see them, but then Hagrid says. Well, they do, but the Muggles' deaths are always put down to mountaineering accidents. Jeez. Um, so then, obviously, like, no questions are going to be asked because whoever saw them doesn't survive, which is scary. But Yeah. Um, so Ron pushes more then. He's like, come on, Hagrid, tell us what you've been up to. Tell us about being attacked by giants, and Harry can tell you about being attacked by Dementors. And it didn't really, like, hit me that Hagrid would have just been completely out of the loop of all of this because, like, he's in the order. So, to me, I would have assumed that he probably was, like, maybe getting briefings, but, like, he couldn't. He can't have owls swooping down. Yeah, so then I, well, then I was, like, it, it always boggled me that Hagrid didn't really know anything. Like, I suppose it wasn't important to his mission, so why would Dumbledore share it? And also, owls can't be following him around since it was secret. But what about, like, Dumbledore's Patronus or something, you know? I don't know. So I was, like, well, I guess probably just it comes down to the fact that it wasn't important for him to know about it at the time. So, it was yeah. taken care of. It was under control. Yeah, ish, ish. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Harry then explains how they showed up in Little Whinging, attacked him in Dudley. He got expelled. He had to go to a hearing. Basically, like dropping all these bombs on Hagrid in like one sentence just to throw him for a loop, which is like exactly what Harry was trying to do. Um, so Harry's just trying to like play with him, and he's like, "Come on, like tell me about your summer, and I'll tell you about mine. Don't you want to know all the details of that one?" That one uh, sentence I just told you that dropped all that information. (laughs) Oh, goodness. I like that because this is like, it's kind of like, you know, people overlook Hagrid as a father figure. Yeah. This is like, this could be like a father-son rapport, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of cute. So Hagrid Hagrid finally does agree. All right, fine. I'll tell you my story first. Um, And since he dropped his dragon steak, he had to tug it out of Fang's mouth because Fang wanted it. 
And Hermione is, I know, Hermione is so me. She's like, I, Hagrid, that's like not really hygienic. But he slaps it back on his face anyway. And what are you going to do? Um, so Hagrid starts to explain. He says that they set off right after last term ended. Uh, Madame Maxime did go with him. And whenever he talks about her, he gets a little softened expression on his face. La la. La la. And it was just the two of them. Um, he does mention, you know, he says, quote, she's a fine, well-dressed woman, and he was afraid that, you know, she's not going to want to sleep in caves and do all this climbing and hiking and to God knows where we're going to go. But apparently she didn't complain once. Um, and for full appreciation of this amazing woman, please see our Felix files on here because Madame Maxine yeah. is actually a total so cool. Bob's apron. Um, yeah, so Hagrid knew where the giants were because Dumbledore had told them. And Ron is like, so are they hidden? Like, is it a secret where they are? And Hagrid's like, well, not really. Like, they're not really hard to find once you can see them because they're so big. But most wizards, like, really aren't bothered with where they are because they just care about them staying far away. Um, where they are is difficult to get to for at least humans, so that's why they needed Dumbledore's instructions, and it did take a month to get there. And Ron's like, why did you use a port key? Like, what's wrong with you? And I I like this moment because I skipped over it reading it before, like younger, but Hagrid mm-hmm. looks at him in almost a pitying way because he can see their innocence still. Yeah, that's a really good point. Even though they're in the throes of this, and yeah, Harry is the center of it, obviously, but like they're still young, and like this is still the beginning of the war, and they weren't through it last time. So Hagrid's like, we're being watched. Like the ministry's keeping an eye on anybody, on Dumbledore, and on anybody they think is in league with Dumbledore. Um, but Ron is just totally appalled that they wouldn't use magic to get there. And he's like, you had to act like muggles all the way. He is so dramatic. Just wait until your seventh year, buddy. (laughs) Right? Right. You don't have to act like muggles the whole time, but goodness gracious. (laughs) Right. Um, He's a man of comforts. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. (laughs) Like that detention in him for him in Chamber of Secrets is probably haunts him for the rest of his days. We need to clean Uh all those bedpans out. By hand. No magic. No magic. So Hagrid's like, no, not all the way. But we did have to be extra careful because, you know, we kind of stick out a little bit. We're not really too hard to follow. So just to read from the book a little bit, he says, We were pretending we were going on holiday together. So we got into France and we were making, like, we were heading for, is it Olympe? I think so. Olymp. Olymp. Hagrid calls her Olymp. Right. Olymp school. Because we knew we were being tailed by someone from the ministry. We had to go slow, because I'm not supposed to use magic, and we knew the ministry would be looking for a reason to run us in. But we managed mm-hmm. to get the Burke tailing us, tailing us the slip around, he says, Dijon. <laughs> Instead of Dijon, I'm assuming. Dijon. And Hermione's Dijon. like, oh, I've been there on holiday, did you see? And then she cuts off, because Ron's like, yeah, not the place, Hermione. Let's calm mm-hmm. down. Mm. So they used magic after that. They only had a few problems, but it really wasn't a bad journey. So when they got there, they trekked the mountains looking for the giants. Um, and <laughs> it's okay. Uh, and 
they couldn't use magic once they were near them because giants really don't like wizards and they didn't want to offend them because, of course, Voldemort's also bound to be after the giant's help, which would be no good for the Order side. Um, Dumbledore said it was likely he had already sent a messenger to them. So they did find the giants eventually. Um, and I like this bit too. Hagrid said it was like watching bits of the mountains move. That's crazy. They make me think of, um, yeah. like in Frozen 2. Oh, like yeah. giant rock monsters. Yes. Rock guys. Yeah. Except like I imagine giants are more human looking than like pure rock, but... Um, and as Meg said, they are they are about twenty feet. Some of them are they do get up to twenty five feet. Vinny, I'm gonna need a, a Danny DeVito calculation on that. How many? Uh, twenty five feet. And as Meg said, there's only about. Oh, thank you. That is five point one eight four DeVitos. Perfect. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of DeVitos for sure. There are only about seventy or eighty giants left. So there was a lot more. There was like over a hundred different tribes all over the world, but they've been dying out for ages. So that's partly because of wizards. Wizards did obviously kill some of them, but mostly they kill each other off, which is just really sad. But it does go back to the wizards because the wizards don't want them around. So they force them to go all together into this one tribe and they're not meant to live bunched up like that. So they just fight and kill each other off, which is really sad. So once they found them, they waited until morning because you couldn't exactly sneak up on a giant um, and they didn't go to sleep in case they were caught. And Hagrid also says the snoring was unbelievable. Caused an avalanche <laughs> near morning. <laughs> oh, gosh. Sometimes Marty snores like that. Dude, I think of Meg's dad because he's the loudest snorer I've ever encountered uh, in my whole life. I think your dad and my dad are probably tied because, oh, my God. How do you not wake yourself up? Oh, he yeah, does my constantly. Dad is so bad. Oh my god! And he'll pretend like he's watching TV, <laughs> and like <laughs> it's so funny because like he'll like snore himself awake. And he'll be like, "Why is the channel changed?" And I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> you're asleep." And he's like, "I was resting my eyes." I was like, "Shut <laughs> it!" You were very loudly resting your eyes. You should have used to see me like. So I would like. So you know, in the cartoon Grinch, the OG Grinch where he's like sliding the candy canes out from the little who children's hands that was me taking the remote away from my dad oh my god you have to be so careful um so he's talking about like that morning um haggard and maxine went into the camp of the giants with their gift for the gerg uh which is basically to show the gerg respect um and so he goes on to say like it was easy for him to spot the gerg because this is a quote from the book he was the biggest, the ugliest, and the laziest, sitting there waiting to be brought food by others, dead goats and such like. Name Ocarcus. Um, I'd put him at 22 to 23 feet. And he weighed, uh, the, had the weight of a couple bull elephants, which I'd looked it up and I, the internet didn't tell me what a bull elephant was. Um, skin like a rhino hide and all. Isn't that uh, a male elephant? I think I, I don't know. I googled bull elephant and it told me the weight of an African elephant is five thousand to fourteen thousand pounds. That's Oof. heavy. And then I was looking up rhino skin because um, I was like, "Yeah, that's interesting." <laughs> like, um, and the one thing I said it was like one one and a half centimeters to like five centimeters thick. It's crazy. Yeah. So a male elephant is a bull, and I think a lot of people know this that their young are called calves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 
And if anyone watches Friends, Carcass, is that with a C or K? They're both great. <laughs> so he was found laying by the lake. That's where they like saw him and spotted him. And he was basically yelling at the other giants to like get food to feed himself and his wife. Um, and like, even though, cause they were like, well, didn't they want to like attack you? And Hagrid's like, well, yeah, I'm sure they did. He's like, but like the, what he, they did, what Dumbledore told them to do was, um, you know, basically you have to carry the gift, whatever you're bringing to the Gerg high above their heads. And while keeping their eyes on the Gerg and ignoring like everybody else and everything else. So like, that's just them having to be respectful to bring the gift. Um, so mm-hmm. you have to bring a giant, a gift, a Gerga gift basically that's good enough and they're like well couldn't you bring food and no they're probably not Hufflepuffs they don't want food because they have that all over the place anyways um he's got people to bring him that so they like magic so the first gift they gave gave him they said was magic they like it they just don't like it when it's used against them so they gave him and I'm going to say this incorrectly and it's Gubrathian fire I thought that was really good Gubrathian Sure. Um, and it's also known as everlasting fire in her mind. He's like, oh, don't you guys pay attention in school? And they're like, no. <laughs> um, and so it was also really cool that, that Hagrid notes that Dumbledore bewitched the branch that the fire was burning on to burn evermore. So like, it's just neither one are going to be going out. Like the fire is going to be burning forever. The log is going to be burning forever. And he says, not all wizards are capable of doing this type of magic. Um, and I wanted to, I went to the wikia to like read about it a little bit. So like it talks about how, um, it's known as everlasting fire. It's a flame that has been enchanted to burn forever without dying it. It is a quite an advanced piece of magic and a few wizards are capable of doing it. Um, and then it's like unknown whether like the casting of it's actually taught at Hogwarts or not, but Hermione does say like they talked about it. Um, and so we know that the, that Albus Dumbledore has Rubius Hagrid give the branch to the Gerg. Um, and it seems to go down well with the group of, of giants, um, and I also, it, it says the etymology, etymo- words that are difficult for Sasa to say. <laughs> um, and it says, whatever that first word is, Gubrathian, mm-hmm. Gubrathian, is possibly taken from the Scottish Gaelic phrase, Gubrath, which means forever, which I thought was cool. Very cool. Um, and like, it also made me think of like, you know, they're giving them the gift of fire. And isn't, I think it's Greek mythology where it talks about, um, like there, that was like the gift of the gods and then the other guy stole it and whatever else. Mm, yeah. Um, so I just thought that was cool. Fire. 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 Don't touch it. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they told the Gerg like, hey, dude, this is from almost Dumbledore. Um, but it turns out good old carcass can't speak any English. So he gets another giant who can translate um, and they like the gift that they brought. And um, it, it, like I said earlier, like it seems to go down really well. I wonder who and they then, learned to speak. Um, what? Eng- like, I wonder where they, I don't know. That one learned to speak English. I don't yeah. know. That's a good question. Um, and huh. oh, I got lost. Hold on. So they like the gift. And then Hagrid's like, okay, I'm going to like tell him I'm going to come back tomorrow. The messenger for Elvis Dumbledore like wants to speak with him again. He's going to bring like something else. And he's talking like about himself. And they're like, well, why wouldn't you just do it? He's like, no, like you have to be patient and like go 
because you, if you give them too much information, like they're just going to revolt basically. So like do it slowly, bring things, yada, yada, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they come back the next day because Dumbledore doesn't want them to rush their conversation, take their time, yada, yada. Um, and so I'm going to read a snippet from the chapter of what Hagrid says. If I can Ooh, cool that. bookmark. Um, yeah. Thanks to, was it Laura who made it? Laura made it. Shout out to Laura, Carrie's daughter. What's up? So from the book, it says, Dumbledore wanted us to take it very slow. I'm not going to read this like Hagrid because I can't. Let them see (laughs) we kept our promises. We'll come back tomorrow with another present. And then we do come back with another present. Gives a good impression. See, and gives them time to test out the first present and find that it's actually a good one. And it gets um, eager for more. In any case, giants like carcass overload them with information and they'll kill you just to simplify things so we bowed out of the way and went off um on ourselves and found ourselves a nice little cave to spend the night in and the following morning we went back again at this same time like we found carcass sitting up and waiting for us looking all eager um so now this time like he's not lounging around he's waiting he's excited to meet them to see what they're going to bring and this time they bring um a goblin battle helmet that is said to be indestructible. Um, and then they finally kind of talked to, to carcass. Um, and I tried to see like if, if there was like a meaning of um, giving a helmet and said so, like, this is literally just off of Google and it says, what does a helmet symbolize? And it says as heraldic device, the helmet denotes wisdom and security and defense. Um, and I guess it'll have like symbolism, sim- significance in dreams. Um, basically like it's kind of makes me to feel a like or a hero yeah or like his own virility maybe it could symbolize like protection like mm-hmm. we're gonna be here to like help to protect you yeah maybe yeah um and i also like it was making me think of like so i kind of was googling like what it means to like give gifts or like um giving gifts and like to someone like of significance and like the first thing that popped up actually was like the wise men bringing gifts to jesus so like mm-hmm. frankincense myrrh and bringing up the bible yeah um and i was like ooh, like that's interesting i don't know if we told you what their third gift was mm. um but i was like oh that's interesting ooh. oh he gives it to the next dude but what does he give him i can't I remember. remember off the top i just read this chapter you i think did remember. notes on it so um <laughs> um so then i'm going to read a little bit more from the chapter so they finally are getting to talk to carcass and he doesn't really say much and Hagrid goes says he listened mostly but there were good signs he had oh. heard of dumbledore heard he'd argued against the killing of the last giants in britain carcass seemed to be quite interested in what dumbledore had to say and a few of the others especially the ones who had some english they gathered around to listen to we were hopeful when we left that day promised to come back the next day with another present it's um we'll say this in the next episode but it the third present is a roll of dragon skin Oh, right. Ew. Yeah. I wonder, like, what what dragon skin, like, Gloves, does. I would assume. Yeah. Protection. More so protection. Like, yeah. Armor. Yeah, armor. I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say armor, too. You can make a killer kilt. <laughs> what these all kind of mean together? You know what I mean? So you have fire. You have a helmet. You have... And dragon skin. Dragon skin, which is, like, protective. So it's, it's all dragon-type stuff. Dragons breathe fire. True. Thank you for Oh my god. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. On their wee little heads. 
No. Um. Uh, I don't. I don't know. But it, it's it, it's cool that it's three gifts. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's his magical number. Hey. Um. But yeah, that's it. I mean, like the first thing was literally, uh, you know, the wise men's gifts and, um, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. So basically, then Haggard's like, yeah, that's where everything went wrong that night. You know, he had talked earlier about the fact that giants a lot of times um, fight with each other. They're not meant to be grouped together in such a large, um, a large group, you know? Um, and yeah. so that night it went all wrong. A fight broke out. And really, like the two of them, Hagrid and um, Maxime, watched from above the fighting and in the morning you know that said this the snow was scarlet and carcass's head was at the bottom of the lake i wonder if this had been like first of all r.i.p carcass sorry dude because yeah. had that relationship worked out you know things could have been yeah. a little different um but like i wonder if this had been like an overthrowing plot like a mutiny for like a while um, and this was just like so. that guy's working with wizards not gonna fly. They're gonna work with wizards. Me and my dudes. Yeah, but they were gonna work with other wizards. Other, other, other wizards. <laughs> but I, I, just, <laughs> like, um, I think it was not planned out. I don't. They don't seem the type to. Do, do you that. think it was because of the things he wanted? The things. Yeah, I think that they they are more simple minded than we think. You know what I mean? Like, they're not. They want the stuff. Yeah. And Voldemort could give them stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can understand that. What's their... Uh... And maybe he wanted. He just wanted to be the Gerg. I don't have that book down here. More reasons why I need a bookshelf. Yeah. What book did, were you looking for? Fantastic Beasts. They're not in it. The um, Illustrate? Illustrated? Yeah, I looked before I came over. Why? Are they a beast? They're a being. Oh, you're right. You're welcome. That's it. That's That's my last little section next move so they on to... are they are qualified as beings yeah so they wouldn't be in fantastic beasts yeah thanks tiffany you're welcome everyone all right let's go to the lightning bolt round all right the first question comes from kara who do you think feeds fang while hagrid is away that's funny we talked about that we did talk about it so maybe we can just skip that one sorry um, Carly we asks said Sprout. Yeah, yeah. We the said general Sprout, Grubbly Plank. Yeah, Flitwick was an option out there. Um, Carly asks, "What kind of Hagrid level comfy thing is a must-have in your house? Blankets are mine. Totally blankets. Yeah, I always I have, have a blanket. So I need a bucket-sized mug for my tea. Yes, <laughs> that's what I need." Uh, I also like sweatshirts. Ooh, I feel like that would be Sarah's as well. Yeah, most of my um comfy clothes are way too big for me. Yeah, you like a extra big sweatshirt. Yeah, it's, like why why would you wear something like? I buy a tight? size bigger in sweatshirts. Yeah, yeah I love yeah, I don't sweatshirts. Wanna... My favorite sweatshirt is like I think three sizes too big for me. God, and it's like a couple years old, so it's really like. It's just perfect. Broken in. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, did you say blankets? No, a big oh mug. Mucket. 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 Oh, Vinny fixed it. Vinny fixed it. 
Yay, Vinny! Okay. That's a lot of questions. Kara asks, if you were on a mission to convert the giants to the side of the good, what gifts would you bring them? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Useful to them. Yeah, I'm going to bring them Coke, ice cold, hot pockets. They don't want food, Tiffany. Whatever, they're going to eat it. And um, hot pockets are not a nice thing to get. Some big league chew. Diarrhea pocket. No, but like they're also like hot on the inside and then cold in other spots on the inside. And they're also in the shape of a pocket. No, they're not. They're in the shape of a rectangle. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like a cell phone that fits in a pocket. No. Men's pockets, at least, not women's. Let's talk. I'd be at the bottom of the lake. I would give them them Coke, Hot Pocket, and Big League 2. Yep. Okay. (laughs) What did you say, Katie? I would give them kittens. Aww. Hopefully they would cuddle them and not eat them. You can't eat a cute cat. You see a little uh, kitten uh, with that little <laughs> tail that's the size of a pinky? Oh, I oh know. my god. You're going to eat whatever they want. Carcass seems like a solid dude. Oh, yeah. Not solid. anymore. He's not solid so much. He's in pieces. That's sad. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, next question. You guys comes... didn't answer. I didn't? Oh, you're right. I didn't. Neither did Sarah. What's wrong with you guys? Let's go. I would probably bring them wine and cheese. Goblin Everybody's wine. going the food route and nobody should be going the food. Well, except for Katie, but cats couldn't be food for them. And then maybe like, maybe I would bring them like a nice new laptop that they could use. What? How would in they use the it in the, in the wild? They like, would go they to, charge it? They would go to hit one letter and it would hit the whole keyboard. It's not my problem. Oh my god. Y'all would be dead. Um, I too would probably bring them like an everlasting fire type of thing. Um, and maybe like a sword that never needs to be sharpened. Always sharp. What else would I bring them? That's fancy. And maybe like I don't know, something that's like impenetrable, like that they can use to defend themselves. A shield. Yeah. I like sure. it. I like that. <laughs> Isaiah asks, do does Dragon's Blood have healing properties? I think I, so. I think I'm going to go back to what I said earlier and say that it has healing properties towards magical, like, injuries from magical beings. I agree. I like that. Don't yawn. <sighs> Sorry. I'm bored with this podcast. No, I'm just drinking wine. Anybody else have anything <laughs> to add? Um, no, like I said, I think it's one of the 12 uses um, for heal, like of dragon's blood is to heal wounds whether it's by magical beings or creatures i don't know but it's it's nature's neosporin okay (laughs) oh i like that well i think that part of like him putting the the stake on his skin is like to take the swelling down yeah um but i i would think that it has healing properties yeah i like that otherwise you could just use any old thing bag of peas (laughs) yeah but like i think that maybe like i don't know he just has it on hand in an ice box. 
Pretty Hagrid, good. At... Hagrid would need like a Costco size okay. bag of peas. I know where it's from. I like. I would love to know the story behind this. The dragon. I would like steak. to know the story behind the gifts to the Gerg and his dragon meat. I agree. That'd be great. That would be cool. <laughs> Next question also comes from Isaiah. Other than being a useful cleaning product, what other uses of dragon's blood do you think there are? Hmm. Yeah. Um. Got to be used in potions. I wonder if it could be used as like a burn ointment. You know what I mean? Super complex. That would be cool because they like breathe fires. Kind of like. Well, like they don't ever really like get hurt themselves super with it. So I wonder if like their blood helps them stay cool, Mm -hmm. my friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I'm into that. I'm into that a lot. Um. But yeah, like I said, like it's got to be like some kind of rare potion ingredient because I feel like it's. Well, how how common are wands when we think about this? So, to get dragon heartstring, you know, like how common is this? Yeah, really. No kidding. If you think about it that way. This Both kind of... In my head, at least. This kind of ties into this if we want to talk about uses of dragon's blood, though, which I like. This question from Vinny... Do you think one of the uses is related to a blood pact, like yeah, the one Dumble and Grindelwald did? Um, I love that idea I'm because Dumbledore it. is one of the like people that found the twelve uses, and they have a blood pact. So maybe it's like the binding agent. We need yeah, your blood, it's... their blood, and then dragon blood. Yeah, yeah, all it's like all blood. three in that little vial. I like that. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's like the magical property that really solidifies it. Yeah, because, like, I mean, you could cast a spell, but that would, like, really bind it, like, I guess internally. I don't know how else to word I it, think, but, like, I think there's, the like, multiple blood. things that go into the blood pact. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, like, too, more like, than an unbreakable vow. Yeah. I think blood in general can be seen as, like, more, like, a different type of magical bind mm-hmm. without the magic involved, like, just yeah. the blood itself. I don't know. I can just see that being, like, um, powerful in meaning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Mia asks, if dragon steak or blood has healing powers, do you think it would have the same sort of impact on Fang? I would think so. If Fang ate that steak, would he be like that dog that our friend told us about that ate all those espresso beans and was running around the house? <laughs> Does it give him superpowers? <laughs> oh my know. god. I wonder if it has any kind of effect. I don't see why it wouldn't. I would think it does. Not to hurt him. To heal him? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, to okay. heal him. Yeah. Oh, I think it would. Sorry. I think it would definitely be able to heal Fang. Or, like, maybe it reacts differently with dogs, and, yeah, maybe it, like, gives them energy or something like that. Like, there could be different uses for maybe, other creatures. Maybe Fang could fly. That'd be awesome. Like, Red Bull gives maybe you wings? Fang I was could just gonna say, that Red Bull. I think we all just yawned. Sorry, that was Katie. my fault. Sorry. Maybe Fang could breathe fire. Whoa. Fang fire. <laughs> Um, Brandon asks um, if dragons. Excuse me, that's not narb. Not narb. <laughs> if dragons are cannibals, do they barbecue their dinner first? 
I think it depends on the dragon I, and the matter of preference. In my head canon, <laughs> they just um, gobble. Like, you know how they joke, like, people joke with me because I eat my steaks over it, like the cow still mooing? I think the cow is literally still mooing when they eat it. Yeah. But if they're, like, up for that charred taste, they could always just, like, breathe fire on it, cook it a little bit, you know, give it a nice sear. <laughs> just a sear? Yeah. I don't think they I don't think they care either way. <laughs> Maybe, like, a Welsh green would care, but I can see a Hungarian horntail being like, nah, just eating it. Yeah, like, maybe it depends on the dragon. Yeah. True. Because do all dragons breathe fire? Maybe not all of them even can. I don't know. You know Good who question. does? Chinese fireball. Ooh. <laughs> Kara asks, do we think using or consuming dragon blood has any consequences or side effects like drinking unicorn blood? Oh. I do not think so. No, because it doesn't seem... Because unicorns are pure. Right. Yes. Yeah. Not, are you saying dragons aren't pure? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> um... Isaiah asks, what do you think the incantation for everlasting fire is? Lasts forever oh. Incendio forever oh. What if it was something with very incendio, complicated? Though? It could have incendio in it, but then like something else. Yeah. Forever in Latin. Oh. Aeternum incendio. <gasps> I am into this. Guys. Like that. Uh, Katie, that was good. Thank you. I just sexed out of the notes. No, you didn't. There, It's right here, episode 154. Oh, thank you. Um, Carly asks, do giants ski in the mountains? <laughs> no. I bet, though. Not on like, purpose. What if they just like slide on their butts down a big mountain? Like a sled. They totally do that. I bet they or sled. they roll. Yeah. Yeah. I bet they build giant snowmen. Dude. That'd I'm be so awesome. <laughs> Kelsey asks If you were a giant, what would you do with your extra time because of your huge stride? And would you stomp on things for fun? Um, heck yeah, I would. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Can you imagine you'd be able to um, just like completely stomp on a whole tree in one stomp and just like crush it to smithereens? I no, just... because I love our Mother Earth. I mean, I love trees too, but I would just like plant more. I would use trees as toothpicks. Yeah. Be like, I got some of this uh, dragon stuck in my teeth. <laughs> Let me get a tree out of here and pluck it out. Wait. They're eating dragons? Giants eat dragons now? I don't know. I think a dragon could take a giant in a heartbeat. I think it depends on the size of the dragon. What if he gets you from distance with fire and just smokes you? Literally. (laughs) If it's a baby dragon, the giant could eat it. Norberta. What's happening right now? Don't really know. What would I do with my extra time? Yeah. I'd probably read books, go fishing, perhaps. Uh, who knows? Learn. Scoot my hand through the lake and come up with a bunch of little snacks. Learn to read, maybe. <laughs> Become an intellectual. Right. Write a play. I'd build snowmen. A play oh, written no by Heraz the Gerg. <laughs> Carly asks, if Maxine and Rubius had a child, what would they name them? Harry. You think so? No. Oh, I thought that was kind of cute. 
Fang Jr. I feel like he might want to name a child after Harry. That'd be cool. Oh, I, w- I bet he would name it whatever his dad's name was. Oh, that's cute, too, if it's a boy. Yeah. Unless it's a gender-neutral name. Maybe his dad's name was Corey. That's cool. Um... I don't know. I, I like know. the name Ruby a lot. Oh. Yeah, what if they just named it after Hagrid? It could be Rubius or it could be Rufus. Ruby. That's a dog. Ruby is Um, me. I don't know. Or after Maxime. Oh, wait, that's her last name. I was going to say Maximus. Or Maxime is a cute girl name, too. Max. What's the name Maximus? Max. Or what if it's Olympe or like Olympus? I like Maximus because then I think of the horse from Tangled, uh-huh. and I'm a fan. <laughs> Isaiah asks, do you think the Ministry Done. takes care of the families who've been affected by giant attacks, or do they just obliviate them from existence? Are we talking uh, muggle families? Yeah. I oh, bet I don't think they, they don't I don't think care. they care. I bet they just yeah. wipe their memories and move on. Yeah. I don't do know what else are they gonna do. They even so like family members though, like I bet you the ministry just doesn't do anything as long as nobody Mm-mm. survived. Yeah. Yeah, they don't yeah, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so Sarah put in a, a name generator for fantasy names, so you like type your name in. What was yours? Daisy King? Yeah. So Sarah hers was Daisy King. <laughs> Mine's what do you? How do you say that? Hassan Hart. Hassan Hart. Hassan Hart. <laughs> Hassan Hart. Okay, put in Katie's. Katie, you. Oh, what? What? It went to. It did some else. Charlie Spencer. <laughs> You're Charlie Spencer, Katie. All right, I'll take <laughs> it. Why not we making it? Charlie Spencer. Daisy <laughs> King's the best. <laughs> Megan, you're Craig Wells. <laughs> okay. Charlie and Craig. Oh, yeah. They are fantasy games. What in the world? Is, um, it, the one for ideal for a giant is Sarah Og Magugula. Magugula. Croak de O'Malley is good for an orc. It sounds like a croque monsieur. Wilra Caromali. For a sea monster, O'Gomali. O'Gomali. <laughs> Another um, one is o- O'Malley Pogo. <laughs> Dredda is good for a zombie. I kind of like good, that. That's good. Join Foot Fosington. Fosington Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Fosington Bear is Tommy Rivera. <laughs> so crazy. Oh, gosh. All right. Next question. All right. Next is from Brandon, a.k.a. Nodnarb. Is Hermione's custom blue flame spell an ever-burning flame? I wonder if it's a play on it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Because it doesn't I've... say whether the flames were blue or not, does it? Mm-mm. No, um, and I bet you Hermione's aren't, like, ever-burning. Ever yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good long time. A long time, but... But maybe, um... maybe she created it based off of this spell as, like, a less advanced version. She would. Yeah. It would be. It would be. Possible. Um, Courtney asks, where do you think Dumbly got the helmet from? None your business. That's where. 
so mean. Uh, no, it's probably, probably Goblin from... Made. It is Goblin Made. Yeah, but like I'm... he probably got it from Goblin. I'm sure he's <laughs> friendly with some goblins. I mean, Dumbledore's Dumbledore. He's got friends. I feel like if he explained the situation, possibly the goblins would have helped him, though I know that that's probably slim, but maybe. Places. Yeah. Um, Maui Potter asks, how did they transport the everlasting flame without using magic? Probably a jar, just like her. on a branch. No, it is on a branch. Dumbledore charmed the branch. Mm-hmm. How do you, like I said, very carefully go through life? I don't know. Maybe it was in a jar, on the, on a branch in the in a jar <laughs> in the haversack. Uh, it was also probably on something not flammable. You know what I mean? Like it certainly wasn't on a pile of other wood or dead leaves, <laughs> or dead oh leaves, or God. like flammable fabric. <laughs> We're fine. Oh, they probably had like a bucket full of water, because it's not gonna. That's not gonna burn it out because it's everlasting, and the branch is gonna always burn too. You know what I mean? Always. The possibilities are endless. Yeah. That's all I got. Oh, okay. Do we have any of our own? I think that those were like really good. There were so many good like dragon blood questions. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, you guys rock. So thanks, Discord. Very nice, very nice. Fan story? Sure. Let me get this yacht out of the way. Okay. Wake it up. I know. This week's fan story comes from Andy Picconi. It's a cool last name. Yeah. Um, Andy says, I was a little late to the Harry... <laughs> Andy says. <laughs> Andy says. I was a little late to the Harry Potter universe. My older sisters were obsessed when Sorcer- Sorcerer's Stone came out during my freshman year of high school. I went with my sisters, cousins, and aunt, all who have read the series, to see the first movie at Thanksgiving and thought it was good, but was still not interested in reading the books. It wasn't until The Goblet of Fire was filming that I decided to read my first Harry Potter book. I read Goblet of Fire after seeing the first three movies and loved it. However, because of classwork, it took me a year and a half to finish the series. I read the rest after sophomore year, right before Deathly Hallows came out. I was lucky that I only had to wait one very long month between finishing them and the time Deathly Hallows came out. I read the first hundred pages the first night and requested off work to finish the rest the next day. When I finished the last book, I immediately turned back to the first page and read it again. I then went back to reread the whole series before school started. Around the same time, we got two beagles, and my sisters and I decided decided to name them Griff and Mooney. That is mm-hmm. so cute. That is so, so, cute. so cute. As I grew older, I realized that many of my favorite memories revolve around Harry Potter. My five family members and I all got together to see every movie with one another, and it created a special bond. That bond got even more special when we all traveled to Universal Studios in 2011, and most recently when we went to New York to see Cursed Child. I was not nice. a fan of the book, but have a newfound appreci- appreciation for it after seeing it in person. Our Potter family has grown with the additions of my brother-in-law and my wife. I have a three-year-old son named Bennett. Oh, it's so cute. And that a baby really daughter cute. named Aur- Aurelia. That's super cute, too. That's a beautiful name. And can't wait for them to be old enough to read the books. Not only so I can experience those feelings all over again, but also so I can see them experience the magic. I'm a proud Hufflepuff. Yes. And Puckwudgie. 
My wand is a 13-inch large wood with a dragon heartstring core, and my Patronus is a Nebulun cat. What? I mean, what, what does that look like? That? I'm interested in what that looks like. That sounds awesome. This kitty cat. My love for Harry Potter will never waver, and I love to have found a podcast that shares my love for all things Harry Potter. I have many th- many Potter-themed things around my classroom and give bonus points when a student wears Harry Potter gear. Double points for Hufflepuff. Thank mm-hmm. you for your podcast, and don't let the muggles get you down. A great story. Andy, thank That's you awesome. very much. Thank you. Also, um, I want to meet your dogs, and <laughs> I love your kids' names. Yeah, and I love yeah. that, like, this is not the usual setup I see from Potter, like, that you did go see the movie and then you still were like, eh, still not my time to read it, but, like, you still find your way into it. I think that's really unique and cool. Mm-hmm. So thanks for also, sharing the story. Also, want to point out that this is another person who wasn't a fan of reading um, the play for Cursed Child, but was found a new appreciation after seeing it it really does absolutely make all the difference i agree yep 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 do you have a joke i do why did mr h potter throw away all his old potions (laughs) because they were past their expiration date oh okay (laughs) <laughs> i'll do that next one do too that's funny oh i got oh, rid of it out of it yeah i i remember it okay go for it how many muggles does it take to screw in a light bulb that's rude first of all <laughs> how dare you oh Only i don't know one because that's all they're good for i thought it was funny Whoa. Funny. That's pretty good. It's it's funny. <sighs> yeah, <pretty> good. <laughs> Kayla in the chat said, "Okay, luscious." Added <laughs> <Where did> you. <laughs> like that joke, you snake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, muggles are cool. I mean, I guess they are because I'm one. So no, I'm not. I'm not a muggle. I'm not. I'm okay. not a muggle. <laughs> Did you guys know that you can follow us on social media? We're on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast and on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. You can follow your hosts on social media as well. Myself and Katie are on Twitter and Instagram at The Peaches Family. Tiffany is on Twitter and Instagram at Tiff Swish underscore Flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. Um, if you love our podcast and want to support us and be a part of it, you can join us on Patreon. We have different levels that you can donate to us every month from $2 a month up to $25 a month. And it gives you access to our Discord, access to the Felix files, access to our Hangouts, access to our Phoenix Plus boxes, which the latest one just got sent out and I am literally in love with it. Um, I love everything that is in it and we're still waiting on an item. So, uh, I'm excited for that item too, but yeah. And shout out to all of our current patrons because we love you guys and wouldn't be able to do this without you. Absolutely. We love our patrons. We do. Even at their silliest moments within this discord. Oh yeah. We love them. The best man. (laughs) I also want to say that. Slytherin won the house cup for this episode. Oh, yeah. 
Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, bunch of cheaters. <laughs> um, yeah, 40 points to Gryffindor. All right, y'all. Those, hey, are, those give, are all from I gotta, me. I gotta, like, assign somebody else that, because I... I mean, I read the Discord, but I always don't have time to respond because I would like to listen to my fellow hosts speak and respond to what they're saying too, uh, like a good Gryffindor would. Ah, straighten my tie that I'm not wearing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Anywho, let's talk about our lives, shall we? Go for it. So there's been this real fun thing going on on Twitter, where you, it's hard to explain. So, I said, you ask a question and then it's you respond with like the second half of something. So, so for example, I said, our wand motion, swish and flick. So a bunch of people have been doing this with different things. Like, um, God, what's a what's a real good example of this? I don't know how to explain this correctly. Um, but one I did, I did it like last night real late and I snorted laughing to myself because of it. And I said, my Voldy Mort. <laughs> and oh, I laughed so hard to myself. <laughs> oh, Tiffany, but then I did like another hilarious. one I did. Our Hallows, definitely. I like uh, it. Know. I like it. I get it. So it would be like saying our swish flick. I don't know. Anyways, it's going around on Twitter. I don't know where it originated or why it originated, but it's brought me a lot of joy lately. That's and fun. by lately, I mean like literally for two days. Um, but spoiler alert for everybody in the Discord. I just found out today that my first nine weeks of teaching this fall will be all remote. So that's um, a good thing and a bad thing. I don't think there's, I mean, it makes me feel good. It brings me peace, but everybody knows, you know, teachers belong in classrooms with their students. So, um, and I think I told our friend Carly this, it's literally everybody's first year teaching unless they've been teaching online. You know what I mean? So like everybody's in the same boat. We're all going to figure this out together. Um, yeah, it'll be different. It will be different. But um, I've been doing a workout program with my friend um, Carrie and Jessica. We're all doing the same one. And shout out to those people. And to Carrie's other daughter, Eileen, because she's one of the coolest kids. And I've just been swimming. I I logged into Animal Crossing and cleaned up probably two million weeds. Um, I probably dropped to a two star from a five star. And you know what? I don't even care to go ask what the star rating is right now. I got to clean it up. It's okay. It happens. I've been reading. um, I haven't read recently, but I'm on like chapter 22 in the eye of the world. And I love it. I'm hoping to read a little bit tonight because I got myself a rechargeable book light, y'all. Um, real- yeah. It's a good old USB port. Plug that puppy in. Get you some charge. I like that. I like that. <laughs> but that honestly, reminds me of the days awful. of the Game Boy Color. Yeah. So literally what I was going to bring up, all of this rechargeable stuff just reminds me of like how many batteries were just 
gone through yeah. growing up in the Game Boy, in the Game Boy Color. Um, that made me and think the of Buzz. That attaches, like years of academy training wasted. <laughs> Find me with Miss Nesbit. Darjeeling. <laughs> no, but so many batteries. There was one year I probably told this on the pod already. I was notorious for like mooching batteries off of people, especially my aunts. So there was one year they bought me like an a. 18 or 20 pack of double a batteries and they individually wrapped every single one of them oh my god that's hilarious that's something my family would do it's like you go and like we played um you know i had pokemon blue and my cousin had po- cousin andy shout out to him he listens to had pokemon red and you know you go over there can i have some batteries we're trying right. to battle right so one time, um my work my old job we did a white elephant gift for christmas like there was a buying like a big christmas party for like our department yeah and the one person had um it was a battery in a bag and it said like toy or whatever not included you know how it's always like battery not included oh yeah i could not stop laughing that's a really the person good got it did not care for it I'm like, I think that's hilarious. Like, that's the point of a white elephant gift. I got an ugly yeah. snowman filled with candy. That was my gift. And I was like, it's not really a white elephant gift. But okay. I yeah. bought, for a white elephant gift one time, I bought a complete set of Justin Bieber trading cards. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> that was one of our best finds. It was only $3 at Steel City Con in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. my God. I was like. I was like, this is gold. Katie's like, this is my white elephant gift. And we bought it like months in advance, yeah. but you knew that you were going to do a white elephant <laughs> gift exchange that year. <laughs> so it was like sat in the office for like four Which months. Like trading cards. Oh, Where man. Are the- yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. Also, everywhere. <laughs> if you like Justin Bieber, that's cool. I jammed to some of his songs. It's all good. No judgments. Oh. In our lives. Well, we've moved to Florida. Oh, okay. So that's mm-hmm. exciting. We have relocated. Yes. There's boxes everywhere. We're not unpacked yet. Nope. Um, and if you've listened this far, we're not on our good mics yet, but we will be next episode. Don't worry. Yes. We are, like, office space is not set up yet, so... Uh, it will be before the next episode, but we're waiting on some furniture to arrive to be able to put more stuff away. We've really got to organize our closet next. Um, and basically, I I feel good with the amount of stuff that we have. It just needs to be put in its places. We're yep. getting there. Yep. It'll be okay. Do you need more storage, or do you think you have enough? Possibly... A little bit, but not too bad. We'll be okay. Uh, okay, I don't know what that means. Do you need a little more, or you yeah. have a little bit of storage? <laughs> no, we need a little bit more storage, I think. But we'll You're figure gonna go it to out. IKEA, probably. Yeah, it just lightninged. Also, Florida is definitely in its stage of thunderstorming every single day, but I kind of enjoy it. I love thunderstorms. Yeah, I hate them. I love them. It's rained. All They're day. just like I used to hate them as a child, but I don't know. Like now, I find them very relaxing. They scare the crap out of me. If I'm being honest, I like them. They do. The only time were you in like a bad one, or they just always I, have they've always like I. <laughs> um, a couple years ago, my fan broke, and I was like, I don't need a fan to sleep. But turns out, I really do need noise. So yeah. then I got I downloaded like a sound app, and I was like doing different sounds, and then one was like rain. 
and it started thundering on my sound app and it scared me so I had to turn it off I'm not even lying even now like the only time like if I'm sleeping and I don't hear it it's great but otherwise like I don't care for it oh I'm opposite I like to stand we used to have a porch that was like covered and I would stand outside when it was storming it's like one of my favorite things it's a good memory I love thunderstorms unless I wake up from them and then I get scared. And then I get scared. <laughs> but other than that, um, yeah. Just settling it's in. pretty much consuming your life. <laughs> yeah. Just settling in but like feeling good about it, so. Good. Yeah. I'm happy you're happy. Thanks. You're welcome. Meg, I can't believe you didn't bring this up. Oh my god. What? Taylor Swift is releasing a new album tonight at midnight. Oh, tonight at I'm midnight, yeah. Gonna pee my pants with excitement. I was just... I the first person to tell you about it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I slept in today until like eight thirty. So yeah, you were the first text that I read that said, "Go check Taylor Swift." So. I'm so excited. I think that I'm getting a lot of red vibes from the feelings that she's putting out on social media. And if that is true, then I'm quite excited because I loved red. Yeah. What is your favorite Taylor Swift album? Oh, that's so hard. I actually do think that it's lover. Speak now. That's an album, right? It is. I truly enjoy Lover. Just because, like, she owns the whole thing. It's all hers, and it makes me happy. And I think that her lyrics are very good on Lover. I'm a lyric person. I honestly could care less what most of the music sounds like. Not that that's not an an awesome bonus, honestly. But I pay attention more to her lyrics than to what the song sounds like. So... I like the lyrics on um, on Lover a lot. Bring on all the T-Swift. Oh, yeah. Sasa. Um, I'm literally not doing anything. I uh, just took a test day. Then I'll be applying to nursing school um, and reading. Excuse me, Bob. Oh, I built some chairs. <laughs> It's actually more that sounds like a lot more than nothing yeah there is a lot of fabric covering a lot of places where things oh, should have gone screws weren't even going in like it was so stupid that's dumb um they're together so there's though. one that's like kind of loose in tiffany's chair that i'm like here you weigh less than i do so you get that chair so if i magically just fall out of this thing you know why yeah. <laughs> i mean that'll make it for some um, great content i'm on the third Wheel of Time book, which I don't even... I think it's called The Dragon Reborn. I could totally be lying when it I is. say that, though. Okay. Dragon's yeah. blue. Um, I will say, I did buy some jewelry from this store called... I think it's called Aquarian Thoughts. It was... the um, I bought... Um, it was like a baguette cut of like a, a sapphire, but it was like... That sounds really fancy. It was like inexpensive it was like less than 40 bucks but they couldn't like I guess they couldn't find one so she sent me a square cut instead and like because she couldn't find like the one I bought she also gave me like two extra stacking rings 
Um, so if you want jewelry from them, the ring is very cute, and I'm actually going to buy another one. I bought sapphire because that's my grandma, my grandma Mally's birthstone, but I'm going to buy another one with my grandma Hagen's birthstone, What's that which one? is a ruby, um, which I have another ruby ring that I bought myself a while ago. Funny we're talking about sapphires. I literally asked for some sapphire earrings last night. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I wanted, I want, I liked the thought of like keeping like something like from them around with me. Um, so I'm going to buy another ring, probably a square cut as well from them. It's like 36 bucks is the ring. And then there's different stacking ones, but they have really cute jewelry in there. Um, and it was like just super thoughtful that she sent like extra rings cause they couldn't, I didn't, I didn't care. Like I'm not super picky. Um, and That's I really nice. like it. Yeah. So if you need jewelry, go there. <laughs> it's AquarianThoughts.com. Dot. They also might be on Etsy, but I bought it on their website. It did take some time because like, it's a black-owned shop. So like a lot of oh. black-owned shops are very busy in June, yeah. which I was anticipating. And I didn't need the ring right away. So it was very lovely. Little note. Oh, also, guys, we got our candles from... Oh, yeah. Um, Books and Reverie. Book and Reverie. Yeah. Reverie. So I got the um, Brave House. Smells like fall. I love it. It is a perfect scent for me as a griff. And then I got the um, Butterbeer one. Oh, smells so good. They're both kind <laughs> of sweeter scents. Like, so I... They smell good. I'm not a sweet scent person. Uh which is why I love my I got the Ravenclaw one um, what did Carrie say it smelled like flowers and florals fl- and laundry fl- yeah florals and laundry and someone had messaged me <laughs> on Instagram they're like oh my gosh what does it smell like and I was like I'm literally the worst at describing scents <laughs> but I was told that it smells like florals and laundry and those are things I really love um, but she also has like candles so she's on Etsy she also has candles that are like Greek mythology themed um, I think she has Zodiac ones. She, I just saw on her Instagram um, and other like book ones. Um, but they smell really good. She sent us even like a little um, tea light too. So it was very nicely packaged and very cute. Yeah, it was it was adorable. Yeah. So if you want to go there, it's Book and Rubbery. Very pleased. Um, Etsy. The Etsy. The Etsy University. Yeah. And like it's cute because it's like the one for like Ravenclaw. It's like Wise House and it says Whippy and Measure is man's greatest treasure. And it says Night Air Books and Clever Magic. It's very cute. Yeah. Very well thought out. Um, very like beautifully designed like mm-hmm. labels on the candles. Nice little lids. Mm-hmm. Um, both of mine are on my like top built in bookshelf like with my the rest of my powder stuff. So yeah. They're on display. I, I shall burn get, them when um, Marty's away. <laughs> I want to get the Aries one because I think it might like at the scent says. Hold on, I gotta see it. It says smoked tonka, fiery embers, and woods, and that just smells. Ooh. Sounds like something I would love. Um, she also does like a surprise, like birdie bots, which Ooh. is like three cents. Except she calls them wizarding jelly beans because you know, you can't, yeah, you can't just say. Can't say Marty. Because I'd rather be reading. <sighs> That's me. Yeah. But yeah. So if you are into candles, like check her shop out. Because um, I really like my candle. It smells really good. Mm-hmm. I also follow her on Instagram if you like need to know like the things that are happening. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Very cool. nice. Now okay. I have to stop spending my money. Uh, same. <laughs> Is that all? 
Tis. Okay. Well, when we come back, we'll get into more details um, from Hagrid and Meta Maxime's trip. Details? The giant. (laughs) The the tales. (laughs) The tales of D. Tales. All right, guys. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. Well, awkward pauses in podcast, bringing up the internet. <laughs> mom, 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 mom. Danny, don't let me down. No. Okay. I'm typing on the wrong thing. <laughs> Multiple keyboards. It's bananas. Teamwork makes that dream work. Oi, feck. I don't even know what the heck's going on. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.